September run, drive through and cool and gather then Balanipatina. Cool and gather in the centre lifts. Cool and gather in front of Balanipatina. I wish I win late. Cool and gather announces herself and wins it from I wish I win. Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot and I've got Walt. He's running late. Or, uh, it's an afternoon show now. How are you? Angry. Why am I running late? You work on my time. 20 minutes late, so we've just been picking our nose here, and uh, Nico and I have talked about uh, a couple of the oh, Melbourne and Sydney and just said how hard it is, so we might might just pull the pin on the show too hard. Sounds good to me. Hey? Let's go, all right. <laughs> oh, DK's a, uh, a late scratching, unfortunately. He's got a uh, death in the family, so condolences to him, but um, we'll see him next week, hopefully. Uh, let's talk quickly about last week. Zach attacking Sydney. Walt's uh, BFF reigns supreme. Artorius, communist. They just go for him, don't they, Zach? Yeah, Artorius is weird, wasn't it? Jeez, it went well. Um, yeah, very, very strange. The communist was just ridden a bit quieter, which helped it. But, um, yeah, Zach attack. Left him a bit stiff in the last, wasn't he? Well, he was a bit lucky to stay on probably, but Great he was a bit stiff in the last too. Yeah, Tycoon Evie, have you, have you seen the form of it before? I'm, I'm familiar with that horse. Are you familiar with that horse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they went well for Zach on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see whether they um, they bring him off the bench for J-Mac next week. I don't know if he's already coming back or if he can come back or whatever, but I'm assuming that if he's not, he will be the target for most of those J-Mac rides. Mm, outstanding stuff there. The uh, Tycho Navy was a bet for our syndicate, so uh, we're starting to uh, get a bit of momentum there. Donnie's on fire. Nico's saying all right. Everyone's going okay. Bagman's been uh, up and about. He, I think he backed about eight seconds in a row, and now he can't uh, stop backing winners, which is good. And uh, I just keep having Zach moments and horses fall off and Zach Lloyd just careering into me after getting good prices. So, so you're saying the syndicate was building momentum until <laughs> it got poleaxed by Zach. No, Donnie's found one today, $9 into I think 380 as well. So make sure you check out Little Birdie Syndicate if you need a little bit of help. Uh, I think everyone needs as much help as they can this weekend. Nico, how are you, mate? Good, boys. Yeah, uh, managed to get a result out of Soundown yesterday, so we're coming in here nice and fresh. But, uh, gee, Flemington looks tough and, I don't know, Rose Hill doesn't look much easier. So uh, could be a, could be a weekend where it's going a bit wider to find a few bets, maybe Eden Hope and those sort of joints might be where we're looking. Lucky we've got Donnie, mate. Donnie will be looking at Broken Hill. So... Uh... If there's something to be found wide, he's probably the man. Hopefully, uh, the slipper picture will become clearer. You got uh, a couple of lead ups this week. We'll talk quickly. Cylinder light, uh, sorry, learning to fly. King's Gambit. It's funny. Everyone's like gushing about the King's Gambit trial during the week. A trial behind Cylinder that, that its last start at the races. Like wake up and smell the coffee. It just feels like we're a couple of weeks in front of it. The I masses thought, out I, there at Sky th- Channel and, th- and Co. I thought I might get the the phone call. I think I've whacked up something about, oh, geez, it goes better without the handbrake on um, after the trial and I was waiting for the call from somebody to tell me to take it down, but they didn't, which is good. Um, you know, less filtering is good, but... You're allowed to say whatever you like now, aren't you? Oh, right? well, you're allowed to, but it's still people get upset. Do they, they tap you on the shoulder still? People get angry. Ah, uh, New South Wales. Oh, not just them. Just, you know, I've said a lot of people, apparently. I don't know. Just Joe Pride. A lot of the time, yeah, not even with opening my mouth, I can upset people. Uh, it's just a talent. But, um, yeah, the barrier draw looks all important, doesn't it? It looks like it's going to be a full field of reasonably similar level quality horses, maybe cylinder and learn to fly, and they'd have a slight edge if they, they have the right run in transit. But it looks like a pretty open open year. Don Corleone coming back up. I don't know what um, Steel City will do this week. I don't know how they found Reggie from gate one. That'll be interesting. And, um 
he's got off gaze to ride it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nico's horse, we'll talk about it. But the, yeah, it's. A, I don't think this week really looks too exciting for adding spice to it, but um, you never know. And do you can see that uh, the Melbourne Guineas was stronger than the Sydney edition? Nah, they were both crap. Were they? They were both crap. They were, I think the Sydney ones, if you if you average them out, it's probably a stronger race. Um, maybe one or two in Melbourne were okay, but really it was pretty bad. Both of them weren't like, like all everything Jack and I did wrong and sort of got close and Legato yeah, was yeah, yeah. sort of to win, upheld. Probably. Yeah, he's probably the potentially the best horse, but we haven't seen sort of too many New Zealanders coming out and being dominant here, which sort of takes away from the strength of it as well. And you know, I think Af Cabin was given the best ride I've ever seen and still gone at the 200. So um, there wasn't much depth in the Sydney Sydney race either. Uh, Lindemann sort of come out from a, a ratings race and and held on for third. Yeah, it's just all of the form's pretty pretty average. Tell you what, there is a good Kiwi going around. It's called I Wish I Win. It's last time I checked its brands from New Zealand. Did it win first up? Huh? No. Oh. It's dead to me. Tell you what, one first up, one of yours, Nico. You would have, uh, I don't know what you were eating on, on track, but uh, nonconformist, Beggy. Yeah, that was a big win, wasn't it? Just like charging from the back. Uh, yeah, it was sort of. What does not that taken, mean? What does that win win mean? Like it did set gapped him, ran away from him like it was winks. Like what the heck is that well, form? Tuvalu's yeah. got a lung infection. Oh yeah, well sorry, so that, ma- that, that makes it all the better. Well, there's an explanation for one. One failure. of them, yeah. yeah. And then Gentleman Roy probably went too quick out in front, and then it was just left to him to sort of pick up the pieces. I think is. Maybe that one of the only other horses in the race that had that sort of ability that could do that. So there was a few good runs in behind him from Stayers, but if he can replicate that performance, um, all the data I sort of look at suggests he's probably somewhere near his best off that run. And if he's taken that into the Australian Cup, he's probably uh, hard to beat, especially if nothing backs up from the All-Star Mile. So uh, it was good to see. He's always been one of mine. I didn't sort of catch him on Saturday, but I did see he was well back late. He was like 20s into 16s, I think, and... Uh, Good to see Harry Coffey get a big winner there. Outstanding. I think there's a bit of an excuse for Gentleman Roy. Two things. I think he was coming off an issue, and uh, I just don't know if a mile's his go at all. So I think he's more of a 1,400 metre. they got a full field for the All-Star Mile, or are they still trying to pluck horses off the street? Tell you what. I think we need another one off the street. <laughs> Hopefully something tonight at Packenham might jump out for him. or Something in blue colours. Like a blue colours first starter or something. Yeah. Well, we got we got Cascadian in because Fangirl said, "No, nah, we're going to go to the, the rider." Cascadian, and then Cascadian gets into the All Star Mile, and then Animo's like, well, "We're going to go the rider as well." So that seems like a big miss for for Fangirl to take on Animo again. But we should have probably yeah, arguably could, could have beaten him last it, start it with does. a better ride. The smelly like two weeks out decision does have a bit of um, New South Wales versus feel about it, doesn't it? The Fangirl pull out. It's a weird one. Huh? You think it's a bit of a no-brainer to run in that race? Speaking of New South Wales, uh, this all sort of ties in. There's uh, Strappergate. There's a little graphic on the screen, and um, there was an article in the Fin New from jo- uh, look at that Finn photo. from uh, Joe Aston. And what's happened in a nutshell? There's a, a New South Wales Strapper only. Uh, what do you call it? Scheme they call it, where uh, they can get 1.5 to I think it's up to two percent of the owner's prize money pays for this strapper bonus. But what's happened is in the past, everyone, oh, you have to be a New South Wales strapper to get the, and uh, then, be, a, be and a beneficiary of the, the, the scheme until, uh, I guess, some of the um, participants from Victoria got wind of it and uh, Jay Munns, who's uh, a pro- oh, prolific owner, he races uh, Giga Kick and he's got the uh, the white and red 
uh, stripes, uh, he kicked up and then all of a sudden Mr Volantis decided that uh, he'd honour the 122k payday to the strapper, which I think the strappers deserve it. Gee, it's a lottery ticket for them as well. Strappers are usually on the bones of their uh, backside. We've still got to pass tests to be eligible for it. It's not just the strapper gets it automatically. You've also got to so pass if you fail tests, the test, then you don't get it. Then it goes to the mystery fund. Um, yeah, stinks. so- but then, what are the tests? Oh, what, what it's not easy. Like I know like a lot of people and, and the fund itself, um, so, you know, they say it goes if you don't get it and all the funds that aren't, you know, eligible go to the group fund. To get help from that, they say, like, you've, it's, it's brutally difficult. Like you've basically, yeah, it's not, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. So it's very it's tough. But, yeah, like I think Munn's basically threatened a bit of media, a bit of media um, presence if uh, if he didn't. Didn't honor pay. that um, payment, no, and obviously no bad now. publicity wanted around that race in particular, and now it's gone viral. Which um, well, it's just crazy. So then, Mister Brightside's uh, strapper, it's got nothing, and that could be up to twenty seven thousand. And then oh, it's just a, it's a funny one. And then now I think um, the same connections, Muns, and um, I think Beggy are starting to kick up for uh, passive aggressive. Well, so if you think it'd be uh, a gimme, they'd have to pay them. They just have to. If they've set precedent, you know, have to once, pay twice, everyone. three, four, five, so exactly. Anyone who basically, I saw Joe O'Neill in that same article said he's come back from, it was like two or three years ago, saying he actually inquired and got knocked back. What's the difference? So now you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork. But. Well, so how big would the bill going backwards be? There's Because I tell you what, the VF's been well, pretty strong. Well, that money would have gone into the fund. It would have been distributed to people that really need it. Where is it? Who knows? I tell you what, this is. Can uh, I ask you a question though? I'm not a big fisherman, but if you go back to that photo, which I probably won't, what sort of hook would you use? Like a, a jig one. or like a one of those one of those know. metal ones? Yeah, yeah, big one, mm. big shiny one. Mm. I tell you what, it's probably one of like it's a great thing that they introduced it as a starting point, but something that's meant is to it? be super positive. This is so bad. Oh, like I remember when I was 21, I used to be a strapper and I had absolutely no Arthur Ashe. And something like this, like a shot in the bum like this for 27 grand, 120 grand, that would be pretty handy for those guys. And they do an absolute, like, cracking job. And, gee, it's just the carrot and it'll get you out of bed every morning. Just, you know, a little bit of hope that you can but sort even, of kick um, one day. Even uh, transparency for the whole thing. Like, who's paying it? Well, punters are paying the prize money. Owners are the ones who are having this subtracted from their share of the prize money. Yeah. And there's no transparency. Like, there's how would anyone know it? Like, try and find out the rules to get it. It's very difficult. And then you got horse welfare getting I don't know what percentage these days. Where's the where's the transparency about that? You hear the same thing that it's nearly impossible to get a horse into the system. Uh, you know, it's it's um it's a bit weird. It's just a bit weird. Like you say, it should all be positive. Everyone agrees upon. Oh, you know, this is a good cause. We'll take a percentage that goes towards it, but. Pretty scary when you when you got someone that sounds like they're uh, ruling by decree, playing God. All right, you can have the money. You're not allowed to have the money willy nilly. Sounds like they need to audit everything up in New South Wales and see what else they uncover. Because well, this- at the end of the day, why should it be his responsibility? He's like got a big job. Uh, he's got to maintain the whole of racing. Why is it his responsibility to say yes or no to a strapper's bonus on a race by race basis? Obviously, Everest. It's hundred twenty two grand. Fair enough. But why? Why is he? Why is he even ruling over these decisions? Why is he talking to um, head stewards about uh, you know like tracks that day? That day that we had the drama where I oh, just ride away from the inside. Everybody agreed to ride away. It's um yeah. There's just a. It's a bit. Well, so there's one person controlling too many people's destiny. It's crazy. And then now rugby, rugby league season's back. 
Yeah, I don't know how he's got time to fix this either. But um, well, he doesn't. That's the main reason why it's silly for some one person to have this much control. He just can't can't be across everything. Hmm. Good to see Paul Tattnall uh, picked up a story from Racing.com. And uh, as usual, radio science and crickets. I haven't seen. Um, maybe Adam Pengelly might might run with it a bit. But uh, sounds like there's a full audit required for that one. We'll uh, we'll give you any updates. Well, it's, and it's if really at the end of the day. It's a nothing thing. Like um, it's a silly thing, but it's just another chip away at it, isn't it? You just keep chipping. Everything you see is just these silly, these, everything's difficult. People being. Oh. So it's a loose thread. It's a maybe it's maybe a if you pull the pull the ball of wool, who knows what else you'd find. Anyway, we probably need to be a bit more uh, happy here. And the Comics Land's an absolute beauty. Another person, I'd love to get friendly Geordies onto the case at Racing New South Wales. Uh, he's got some shows. Second uh, to the eighth down in Melbourne at the Comics Land, our new sponsor. So you can see the logo if you're watching the show. Uh, just over my shoulder there and down below there. So Free make helmet. sure you check out the Comics Land. Free helmet before. with every ticket to that joint for the Geordies or whatever, isn't What's it? That? Free helmet, isn't it? A free bomb fest and uh, helmet. Yeah, I've heard some crazy stories. He's, he's very divisive, uh, this guy, Friendly Geordies, but uh, he's worth look. have a look at him on YouTube. And uh, some of the stuff that he uncovers is absolutely outstanding. He'd, uh, geez, he'd, he'd be able to sniff out a raw at uh, New South Wales if there's any there. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Uh, his Don is very, very, very good. Jeez, he pulled the trigger deep last week, smashed Adam Campton. We talked about it. Stormed down the outside, won easily, and he's just firing shots everywhere and uh, horses that he's liking are going off deluxe. So if you want some of his provincial action or Brizzy action or just Donnie's action out wide, uh, make sure uh, you jump into the Little Birdie Syndicate. So. How about that bet he had at Dolby where we're nearly run off the track by the riderless horse? Where What were we, four units at $2 or something and the riderless horse is nearly taking us out late? That was <laughs> that was one for the thrill seekers. Dolby. So, it's, it's it's not a miracle that we're winning in the uh, Little Birdie Syndicate, but I tell you what, I think all the bad luck's out of the way. Some of the stuff that's happened uh, to us over the last couple of months, if we've mentally survived that, uh, it should be smooth sailing from here on in. It's, uh, but then again, he, Zach nearly gets... Zacked by Zach. It's all right because they, delay was a better result for the family. <laughs> maybe not the syndicate family, but the extended family, the redheaded family. So that's maybe that's the main thing. We'll be right. All right. John, you got uh, Rose Hill this week. Group one, Coolmore Can't Classic. Wait, really? Let's see what, there's some bloody dual noms everywhere and there's all these. Well, you've got Kembla Friday. And then uh, they've got all those, so the Phillies race or whatever. So there's Cooney, a lot of dual knobs. you got, yeah, Melbourne. Cornwall Classic, got, the Farlap. Canberra, Black Opal Sunday, a lot of dual noms there. It's always that sort of weekend. And then. Juicy fruited. The pattern is absolutely cooked. Yeah, Monday will be the same. There'll be jewels there too. They need someone to fix it. Nico uh, Flemington, what's this uh, I hear on your show about this? You're sort of starting to neg and grey yourself up about Flemington, bit of a hoodoo. It's punters paradise. Everyone gets their chance. You get big old winners. They win from everywhere. Even Ollie doesn't get held up at uh, Flemington, does he? I think that's what makes it hard. There's Every horse is in the race. Like everything has a chance. You go to Caulfield or Mooney Valley, there's – you know, certain horses that just have no chance of winning there due to their maps or their patterns of race day or bias on the day, whereas Flemington, everyone seems to get their crack. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Saturday the fence was a bit off again. The fence was a bit off last Saturday, so just with the potential irrigation they're going to have to put on the track again, I'd probably be looking for horses that can come down the middle. But, yeah, I find it a really tough track. We managed to get out with uh, Sessions Road in the last last week, but um, yeah, I think that's just ev evident of the results. You know, there's a lot of horses last week that are sort of you know, that, between that $6 and $12 range are kind of winning and 
I think it's just because everything gets their chance. If you've got enough ability, which a lot of these horses do, um, you can win the race. Top sort seamers are going to come up a little bit later. Last week, terrible. There's interesting bets this week, so I think they'll turn it around. Uh, if you think Flemington's a little bit tricky, you can bet uh, top two, three, four, a top sport, new app, easy, download it, refresh it. If you haven't given it a spin for a while, make sure you uh, definitely check out top sport. Tell you what, then the uh, the rugby league and AFL's back. Spoke to Tristan. How was the Dolphins? And what an upset that was. Anyway, yeah. AFL's back next Thursday. Lotto boys. They love taking a sports bet as well. So if you want to bet horse racing, sport, top sport are the go-to. Rail for Flemington on Saturday, Nico. Inside, a little bit chopped out. Not the place to be last week. What does rail four mean? I think the same. I think the, the wider lanes could be in play. I think definitely down the straight, you probably may be looking for the horses that are Coming down the outside, especially in the new market. So, uh, yeah, I think probably a, a slight advantage, maybe those off the fence, maybe the running line might be the place to be. But we'll sort of wait and see, I suppose. All right. First race, we're going to have a look at market only, and there'll be deductions here, perhaps uh, a lot of dual noms, actually. Market's just refreshed. There's uh, Pavrita's uh, come out, which is handy, but Shuffle Dance is now the favourite. 320, Revolutionary Miss 440. Well, on by a six, Papillion Club, seven, Wolverine, and then 750, Rosetta, 10, Nunthorpe, 18, Eternal Flame, 21, Amadi, 21, Colliding Form Lines here, Shuffle Dancer, up too long, Revolutionary Misc, will it get a clear run? Uh, well, on by, gets a rider upgrade, Ollie off, it's Clippo on, uh, Papillion Club, Wolverine, it's probably D-Day for Wolverine now or never, Rosita, thought didn't... Didn't quite hit the line or run through the line pretty strongly. Nunthorpe, jury out after that last one. Eternal Flame was an interesting one. I thought uh, $21 looks uh, a bit of a spoil it. Uh, Nico thoughts, and then uh, Walt might uh, th- put through his uh, Sydney form filter. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a Sydney form race. I think you want to find the Sydney form here. Your Revolutionary Miss and Wolverine coming out of the group one last start. Shuffle Dance is flying, uh, but... Uh, I think that race last up might have suited her a bit, just the way they went so early and she just sort of dashed up. Um, this race is a bit more of a genuine tempo, 1,600 metres. Uh, I think maybe Revolutionary Miss and uh, Wolverine could potentially have a bit of a better platform. Um, Wolverine, I think if she got back to her best of what we saw in the spring, I think she ran third in the T-Rose behind uh, Zagotcha. If she got back to that sort of level, she'd be really in a race like this. From barrier 10, she might get the right sort of run sitting out the back and Having the last crack at him, um, she wasn't that far off Revolutionary Miss last time. I thought if you get sort of, they went up 10s or into 750, but she's been jumping around sort of 850, 750. So if you get closer to 10s on the day, that would probably interest me. Um, Revolutionary Miss probably on top from her and then Shuffle Dancer. Wollombi is definitely in the race for her last start figure. But uh, I think the Sydney form, or just the Sydney horses, you know, even Wollombi ran in Victoria last start, but. I would be expecting they can beat Shuffle Dancer here. She looks a bit vulnerable. It's in it's in seven joints, old Wolverine, but it's the only place with a rider, uh, Melbourne. So one would assume that's where it's heading. It's an um, interesting one. I, I, I sort of had Wolverine pegged as maybe 1,100, 1,200 sort of squibbish type horse. I don't, I'm not sure it's looking for a mile. There's a couple here that are a query at 1,600 for mine. Yeah, well, Revolutionary Miss would be fitting in that category yeah. too. Um, Scary. It was a better run the other day, Wolverine. I thought it was just, just cactus, to be honest. And then I just don't know what to make of all that form because Rosetta, the horse that scratched, was similar. There, there was a few horses that finished close up and they've been running well in those fillies races that it makes it grey on how deep those those the form is in those races. So I wouldn't be scared to 
to find a local that that looked like it was going to run a strong mile for sure if that that exists um if if not like a like let's just say like Wallenby, one of my favorite horses but it's dead set like it's a saturday horse it's not a it's not a um it's not a genuine sort of group two horse you wouldn't think uh usually so and yeah I, it's a very gray race for mine free bet i'll probably bet the nine i reckon eternal flame and then just give the uh whole race a brush i'm just i'm petrified revolutionary miss and rosetta they just weren't really oh rosetta's strong. still in so pavitra is the one that's come out right yeah yeah so rosetta actually has run really well uh f- at both its runs back and beaten you know five or six so uh, i'd rather back it than wolverine personally all right we'll skip Forward uh, to the size produce, uh, race number four, V8 is $3.40, Dabadinko $4.60, Ganbare $7, Freaking Nature 9 Sassy Boom 9 Vista Fury 10 Amore 16 Tom Kitten 17 Port Rossa uh, $21, Alonzo 31 and then you can get much better the rest. Nico, oh, shock me, shock me, shock me. Tom Kitten, uh, you found here, and it's in the Godolphin Blue, and I don't own it. I don't owe you a Duna cover, so I'm sitting pretty. But uh, tell us why you like uh, Tom Kitty. Yeah, Afcab no good last week. I just thought this run was a a run of a horse, maybe looking for 1400 meters. On debut, he led over a thousand, and he was just uh, pretty pox there behind VC. He did start favourite though, and then this run he went to Sydney, he got up to 1300 meters. Nash has just thrown him over the line here. The second horse, make a call, was right on the heels of Gambare the next start. So I think that form all sort of ties in. I think in a, a bigger field here from Barry number six, a horse who looks like he's going to be, you know, running out a strong 1,400 off that, I would have thought. Um, I think Blake Shin can get him in the right spot from six. There's not a lot of speed in this race. I think V8 and probably Sassy Boom are your two that may take up the lead. So, you know, he's going to have to probably run down the favourite, but... Um, just with those form tie-ins, he's had the run at Flemington. He's obviously um, travelled well before going up to Sydney. He's 29 days between runs, which I kind of like with a, a horse like this. He seems a bit fresher. Um, he's not sort of beaten up or anything like that, and I think he does have some ability. So just with the right run, um, I thought he might be able to be a horse that could uh, hit hit the place sort of frame maybe, maybe play some exotics around him. Um, I just thought the favourite was – Probably a little hard to line up for me. Like he hasn't smashed the clock on debut at Pakenham V8. It was a very good win. He won by six. Um, the horse he beat, a puller, um, came out and got beat by two and a half by freak of nature. So you can sort of tile that form in. But um, he's on the 11th quickest time of the meeting, 22nd quickest last 400. I think he may have just beat some average horses. Uh, I can definitely see the... The case here, if you're you're wanting to be sort of chipsy and thinking, oh, he's just the best horse in this race of what we saw on debut, I just didn't know if I could be sort of betting up at that price. Jubinenko was good in the Blue Diamond, but she's going to get a long way back here. Gambare, I think his form is very similar to Tom Kitten off their last run, given make a call was right on his heels and Tom Kitten's double the price. So um, I thought there was a few angles to this race. I thought maybe Freak of Nature and Tom Kitten are two that are probably over the odds. Freak of Nature one in good time on debut beating Fist of Fury, that form seems okay. I thought you could probably make a good case of him at $9 and maybe have something each way on Tom Kitten at 17 uh, On a really tough day, I thought I could probably come out and tip a few favourites that look a bit chinky anyway. I thought we might just tip something at a bit of value and if it gets beat, it gets beat. Not a whole lot of confidence, but uh, yeah, I thought he might be able to run us a race at odds. I didn't mind the uh, the winner, Freak of Nature, on debut. I overcame a bit of traffic there and if he can run on from barrier 12 i thought he'd uh, definitely be uh, a bet nine dollars yeah i thought i thought he'd be more like second pick in this market like he's run very similar 
figures to the favourite on debut. Um, he hasn't done anything relative to the clock late in the day, but it was a fast run race. Um, he looks like a horse who wants 1400 I, I was kind of surprised he went up $9. Um, I thought he'd be more like second or third pick, so you could definitely make a good case for him. I was hoping we'd see a uh, cop change of tactics for Gen Barre. Ability on? It's not much good, is it? Yeah, uh, first start was all right. Second start was Where, better. Was just back gone, the other day. I don't know. The horses are flying, but I don't know what this horse is. I don't know. I think it's an ex-prep horse. I couldn't back it. Done. Done. You think? No, uh, your freaking nature. I like it. I think. I think Ico's found the right horse value-wise. It's just a silly price. Um, you know, in an average race, Tom the favourites can win for sure, but they're the three. Aren't, I think that you found the right ones. Dubienko, Dubienko, fourteen hundred. It's short enough. Yeah, it's way too mm. short. Yeah. Uh, so we might. Play outside the market there. Freak of Nature and uh, Tom Kitten. Oh, at least we agree on something. We agree to agree. DK's not here, is he? That's what it is, the cloud. <laughs> we the missed cloud. DK already. Flemington Race 7, Newmarket Handicap, 1,200 metres. I wish I win $4 in secret, 420, Private Eye, 750. Private Eye. A, a, a private Eye is one year. Is Sydney a, Race? A trip to the US Masters. $4 I wish I win in secret, 420, Private Eye. Seven fifty, lofty strike. Eight fifty, bonus notches. Uh, Ten dollars, Bellini Patina. Sixteen, Marzu. Seventeen, Star Patrol. Nineteen, front page twenty, chain of lightning. Twenty one, and uh, horse like September run. Twenty six, rock and horse. Thirty one, baller. Thirty four, uh, then astrologist. What's that? Snapper round out the field. All right, we're going to have a look at uh, three different replays and have a chat about them. First one, I wish I win. You've got... Oh, yeah, uh, Let's watch this replay. Cool and Gatter. You've got uh, Bonus Notches back there. and then What's he waiting for? Hey? Hang on. What, what is he waiting for? Well, he wait. waited the day wait. that Black Caviar uh, nearly got beaten in Royal Ascot. So he's, wait, he's waiting for this race. This is the grand final. What's he waiting for? Like, what was he waiting for? Yeah, it was 11 to 8.50 this day. Huge run. Oh. Quickest closing sectionals of the meeting, as you'd probably expect, given how well he hit the line over a 1,000 metres. So. Speaking of, yeah, there's another one. Lofty strike all, all over this horse as well. Charging, uncommon. Uh, Good race, isn't it? Actually, no, sorry. This is the Coolmore. This is in secret, out and gone. And uh, you got Lofty coming down the outside. Yeah, Buenos Nachets down the outside. Um, so there's a bit of sort of intertwining form here. This was interesting as a fast run race for in secret, and she's absolutely killed him there. Um, I would expect this new market's going to be a fast run race early too. So. She might find a very similar setup to what she found that day, especially down in the weight. So that's probably her tick. I've heard a lot of people knocking her though. So um, yeah, I wasn't really with her, but I think she's going to find a very similar setup to that day. Just not a soft track. Okay, but head to head, uh, in secret first, cool and gather argument's sake, who held them off there. Um, it's pretty hard to, like, I'd be back in in secret to beat cool and gather in just about any race anywhere. So it's, I, don't, I can't find a knock for it. Well, in secret? For, for yeah, like, yeah well, she, to say that she's not going to measure up to this level is what I mean um, with 51 no, and a half. I, I agree. Like she's got 51 and a half. I have not necessarily going to back her on the day. I think 420's skinny enough, but, you know, if she wins the race, it's not going to shock me at all. She's obviously got ability. I don't know if she's in the same form this campaign as she was in the spring. Like she came into this, that Coolmore win off a, a freshen up. She had a jump out down the straight. Um, this preparation – don't love how she's been tidy out of the barriers, but she's still, you know, got the job done first up and last start. Um, you know, she's right in the finish. She's only beaten a, a neck or even shorter than that, I think. So, look, she's going well. 51 and a half is definitely her advantage in a fast run race 
you know, compared to I Wish I Win, who was in a pretty slowly run lightning, um, at least she's seen that fast run pressure. But he's seen a fast run race in sort of the Turak and the Golden Eagle and he ran well. So it's just whether he can sustain it. I suppose Private Eye has definitely got to be in the game. So does Lofty Strike. I don't know if you need to look much further than that. Mizzou might be an okay exotic player, but uh, my sort of thought on the race was maybe default to the best horses. And I think the two best horses in the race are Private Eye and I Wish I Win. And I think I wish I win off that first up run being trained as a sprinter. If he can replicate that here, I think he'd probably be winning. So uh, I thought at $4 and $8, you could probably back both. Draw's got to be, well, well, a positive for I wish I win um, compared Draw's to Private positive Eye. positive for him. Yeah, Private Eye. It's easy to draw two as a back marker, though, down the straight. Like, because if, if it is, you know, down the outside and that's where they want to be, he can just flop out of the gates and probably get to the outside rail compared to if he was an on-speed horse. So... That may be the play um, if he's if that's the place to be, but still not I ideal, be. isn't it? It's not as like Brenton. He's a good jockey, but um, he you know does hasn't ridden in Melbourne full time for a long time either. It's not uh, it can't be easy to to do that, you know. As in, I mean, like flop out from two and get to the outside rail down the straight if you're not doing it often. Hmm. Where's JP? He was mate, the man. holidays to do the big dog. I think I don't know when he comes back. I was hoping he might spring back for Slipper Day so we could try and pinch all those J Mac rides. But uh, I'm actually not sure when he gets back from his sabbatical. It can't be too far away. Snapper and front page drawn four and seven. I wouldn't be shocked at all if there is a split here. And if a horse like Private Eye does sort of you know roll the dice a bit and go back to the inside, so yeah, it could be a, a fascinating race to watch. I was sort of thinking I wish I win might be the best closer of the stand side and I wish I win is probably the best horse on the flat side. So um, I think either way we're probably a good shout there, but in secret it's definitely in the race. Lofty Strike was huge the other day in the Oakley Plate. Um, he's definitely in the game. I just don't know if he's quite as good as Private Eye and I wish I win at their best. But top, top race, probably the best new market we've seen for a while. Even Buenos Lucky, you know, that stable really has him ready first up and it went well enough there. Very like, good. Probably it's- needs a couple of favours here, but it's not. It's not hopeless, that's for sure, especially with 50 half. And like you said, Mazu, stable again, not really flying fresh, but this is probably a target race for them with a with a horse that's certainly up to what if he's at his best. It's just a great race. I I couldn't probably back anything to beat. I wish I win, like you're saying, but it's a, um, it's a great race. Mm. Easy quality league for me. Only three chances. I wish I win. I think, he, yeah, he could just have be that, that freak factor. Hey, I'm one of the other two. Three chances. Yeah, well, Lofty Strike. Yeah. He's just going to follow him. Yeah. And I'd, I'd really else? say that Lofty Strike, if he finds his bum, I reckon he can nearly go past him at 52. What's the third le- What's the third one? Bonus Notches. Oh, wow. I thought you were just going to go straight Gary Harley top three picks or something. That's no, right. that's, that's it. That's impressive from you. I'd be gapping in secret, gapping private eye. Gapping? Yep. Just gap him. Leave him out of the quaddy. Just poo-poo. You could be going to the gap after that race. <laughs> No, it looks looks pretty clear. I think, and historically, I know it's different tracks and all that sort of thing. I think it's he's got the perfect platform now, Lofty Strike, uh, through the Oakley Plate and Oakley Plate and the Lightning, and they look the two best runs to my eye to run out a really strong twelve hundred meters. So it's a very easy race for my in my opinion. But I did sort Hang of. Hang on, you've had three picks. No, I just sort of have to. You've had three Lofty. picks, and you saying it's the easiest race you've ever seen. Well, you're still getting a good price if you back a couple of them. You're allowed to have two bets in a race. You do it all the time. You'll probably do it on this show. Will you? I might change my mind now just to make you look like an idiot. Hey? I might change my mind now just to make you look stupid. Oh, go away. All right. If you want Nico's assessments uh, from the yard, that was what he did nail. The Oakley Plate had good bets on um, Uncommon James and Lofty Strike. So everyone was uh, 
kicking their heels when he uh, pushed that through. So it was an easy watch. If you've got his $25 per week pack, you can get it for cheaper if you buy in bulk. So make sure uh, you check that out. Some of Australia's biggest punters um, subscribe to that, don't they, Walt? To what? Nico's stuff. They follow it. Some of Australia. I saw there was a bit of content. Yeah. yeah so, uh, oh, what am I going to do? Australia's Just send the client biggest. list out to, to Are there someone. any left? Hey? Are there any big punters left? You're here. I'm not a big punter. Oh, I'm yeah. a dead set turn into a tampon man. I'm gone. <laughs> you can't bet big. They might have stepped in yesterday. We backed one little Miss Gusta. I sent her out and I think she was about $11. Bang. Then by the time the race jumped, she was about six fifty. So maybe they stepped in there. I don't know. But maybe we just sort of lined up with a, a few people there. But I was chasing. I was thought, oh, we'll, we'll get something out of the place and something to win. And I was just chasing this place price. It just kept tumbling in. So... Um, didn't handle that one too well. Nico could be working for Jelko. You'll never know. I make him firm at Quirindi, mate. That's where I make him firm, <laughs> Quirindi. Uh, Puntingform.com.au is a weapon that I use and Nico absolutely loves. So yeah, make sure you check out uh, Puntingform.com.au. Sugar Shane will give you a tutorial and there's uh, some good info there. If you want to improve your punting, take it to the next step. So they're not all dying pro punters. We've still got the MBLs. Still got, there's still a, a way to make some cash. No, don't. <laughs> MBLs, like seriously. You can, you can get on. MBLs. Oh, MBLs. Hey? You can get on 140% to win 500. Well done. Very good. Maybe that's what they overlook when they said, oh, let's, let's you know, compare figures with uh, Caulfield and Sandown. Do they take into account that the overround's actually, like, poor and awful now? They don't take Maybe. anything into account that makes them look bad. Well, publicly. That could be a real big reason why turnover's down is because you used to they used to bet 112, 114%, and now you're sitting at 119. So you, you, surely you that's going to affect turnover. Big innovation. We're going to make a big pool at 5% higher. Just because you've got <laughs> drop the prices. Just because you've got 80 bookmakers online doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's going to increase turnover. They're not bookmakers. You've got 80 yeah, poker machines. you yeah. got 80 poker machines online. I backed a horse yesterday. Uh, Got had one bet on it, $31, didn't move the price, knocked it back, then put two more bets through, finally took the bets, then still didn't move the price. Like, what, what are they doing? These They're not even traders. They're not bookies. They're, I don't know what they Poker are. machines. They're just disgraceful. Like if you're going to intercept someone's bet, turn the price off or take the bet and move it and move the market and stimulate the market. It's just the weakest behaviour ever. That's right. Like he's just saying, MBLs, like you say, they, everyone can make a mistake, but when they're hiding behind 130 plus until there's three minutes to go, um, it's a poker machine. Yeah. I just I can't cop that. Fair enough. Bet to minimum bet laws or give us a bet, but turn the price off and like do something with the market. Like ha- Have a crack, especially in like a big race. Like, it absolutely uh, telemarketers more than they are bookmakers. Let's talk about uh, Rosie Hill. I had a look at the weather. Looks like it's going to be uh, good there in Sydney. I thought you were predicting monsoons against Chris Waller Racing the other day. Maybe worrying about their. Uh, yeah. Was it next week? Last week. No, Fangirl. Last week. No, Fangirl going to the All Star Mile. You're saying what if it's a monsoon or something? Yeah, but last week you texted me and said it's a 22 mils hit Rambic, and then I've been oh, okay. You're worrying that it's going to repeat. Well, the next week's I'm trying to interpret your lack of English speaking ability. What are you talking about? Have you done the weather forecast for this Saturday? Is good. Yeah, but you don't want it too good because then they start watering it. <laughs> so you want you want like the threat of five to ten that doesn't arrive, so they don't water the track. What did you see? Peter Lawrence's tweet about the root system and no. and they were gee whiz, there's some deep thinkers in racing. Are the are the are the roots vaccinated? Yeah. Probably no. 
Um, Rosehill, how's it going to play? Oh, Rail True to play pretty fair. The, the drier, the better the inside will be. They'll probably get three or four off in the straight. Um, inside the run will be all right as long as they don't water it. Race two, Pago Pago Stakes. Is that how you say it? Someone's like Pango Pango. There's no like, end. Where do you get an in there? What's that? Like, yeah, I've, I've never called it anything but, but I'm I'm not very, you know, I'm borderline illiterate, so don't ask me. Maharaba, Nico's Horse, 350 favourite, introducing 370. Shinzu, $5. Zulfika, Nico's Horse, 750. Bases loaded, $10. Godzilla, 14 uh, How do you say this next one? Gustissimo. Uh, Nico, $21. Disneck, 26 it's Definitely not Gustissimo. Lego Lass, $34. Cap Ferrat, uh, $41. Uh, Limburg, $51. Idana and Bolden Blazon out, out the gate. Let's have a look at uh, a couple of replays here. Blue Diamond, Zulfika. So they went really quick here. Uh, Zulfika's in the white cap of Godolphin Blue. Uh, sorry, Nico Blue. Uh, heading the outside brigade up there. Just a a big run considering it was 1,000 to 1,200 this day and, and was the first horse exposed with no cover wide on a fast tempo. The sort of leaders did battle on okay, but it battles on as well as them for mine, all things considered. It's got the 1,200-metre run under the belt uh, following this, so a, a decent platform compared to most heading into this race. Okay, bases loaded here. Similar. So it's on the fence, uh, Gay Waterhouse. Inside was not great, so it gets off. Shing Zhou is also in this race, sort of goes back towards the inside here. They went out quick. They did come home only fair, and it was a bit of a grinding win, so it was a, probably the run of a horse that you'd wanted to see sort of going to 1,400 potentially and, and dominating, but they put the blinkers on here, and soft draw, I think they'll probably send the stable mate out introducing to lead, which has got the 1,000-metre form, and bases loaded could just sit just off them here with the blinkers, and I think um, they could go pretty quick, and uh, you know strength may be what is required, and bases loaded certainly has that. Can we talk about the race now or just those things? So, yeah, th th that's my line of thinking here. Two strong 1,200-metre runs under their belt, these two horses. I think it needs a bit of luck, the, the blue colours, uh, Zolfa car, just to come across. And if Legless, um, definitely Legless, uh, comes across and, and gives it cover, which looks, you know, pretty much guaranteed. And Shinzo will probably try and head forward too. They're drawn directly outside it. So I can see it, it lobbing fourth, fifth with cover, um, uh, in a similar position, two bases loaded, and I just think they'll stalk the speed and both can be strong. I'm not Mahaba, uh, gate one is the issue for it. Um, coming back to Sydney, obviously went okay down there the other day, but I'm not sure how deep that race was. think it's short enough for sure. And uh, introducing has to do the, the 1,000 to 1,200. The horse that beat it came out and, and got beat yesterday in, in the midweek. So uh, I think it's short enough, even though it you know trialed really well against Platinum Jubilee and, and and one well, the stable's flying. I just uh, I think the two strong stalkers are the way to go here at, at decent odds. What are they? Eight fifty, ten, ten or eleven dollars, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the two horse play. I don't go three. I just go two. Oh, I said there's three winning chances, and then I'd wanted to back two. So uh, Nico. never let the truth spoil a good story, Nick. I haven't had a good look at sort of any of the trial horses. The, the, looking at the market doesn't look like they're in play, but. Uh... I did like introducing his win on debut. Like it was, it was a win of a horse who has a lot of ability, um, laying out in the straight and still getting the job done. B Preble seems to be the the man at the moment for Gay Bot, especially on these two year olds. Settle so, down, settle down, brother, settle down. Stri <laughs> striking at thirty percent, he's, he's had thirty one cracks for nine wins, and their profit on turnover seventy five percent. So they they want to find him. I think he's had eight rides in those go 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 gadget colours for yeah, seven wins yellow. or something. Isn't he? I think he's it's uh, something crazy. He even got journalism home yesterday, which is not an easy job. Uh, 
He's certainly popular with, uh, what's his name, Sir Owen Glenn at the moment. Do go on, Nico. Yeah, go on, Nico. Oh, that's about all I had to say. Like, Solfico, I think he'd be probably, he didn't have a great run in the Blue Diamond, probably had one of the worst runs. I thought he was going to be more like where he's talking about exploring was he battled on. Well, I think if he probably had that run, he's in the finish, but he, he just probably doesn't have a real killer punch, does he? He's just got to outgrind his rivals, um, which could happen here. Maharaba's got some... Some good form um, around him sort of early days around Barber, which ties in. But last start, I think that form's probably a bit questionable, um, what he beat. But there's no doubt he has some talent. Uh, Shinzo kind of gave himself up there for mine last start. He probably knows in the inferior ground, but he didn't do much late. So, yeah. Can see, can see the love for the two 1,200-meter horses. Both of them have to win by default. I doubt that they're going to be the best horse in the race and probably both of them need a little bit further to to be in their sort of best position. But, um, yeah, by default at 10 to 1, that's what we're hoping for. Race uh, four, we're just going to have a look at the market only for the Magic Knight. Two-year-olds are all there. Uh, Sprung this on me, haven't you? Well, it's a slipper, 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 slipper. So yeah. this may or may not affect the slipper. Steel City, still looking for a way to get out of there in their blue diamond, $3.20, Blanc de Blanc. Had a few chances now, $3.80 to Qui Santosa. Uh, $6.50, Remedies, $8.00, Tis Invincible. What about that? $9.00. This is this is a half to Animo. Is Nico, that, Nico must know a lot about this. Does it come out in half blue colours? Oh, it's a nice horse. August, Bloom, $16.00, Fire Lane, 20 Empress of Wonder, $26.00, uh, Untouchable Legend, 26 Madeira Sunrise, 51 uh, and then much better the rest. Nico, uh, Tis Invincible, is this the, the next love story for you? Well, his other half is um, Moko, and she's no superstar. So I don't know. Maybe Animo's just a bit of a one-hit wonder for the family. How many in the family, mate? I think there's <laughs> maybe four. Is that including you? No, <laughs> not including you. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Blank to Blank's probably the horse that's um, mo- most likely, or Blanc de Blanc is. Uh, it's most likely to impact slipper markets. I think it is in at Canberra Sunday too, potentially. I think acceptance has come out pretty soon for it. So. Uh, keep an eye if it sort of pops in there. Maybe from 14 gate, they may head that way, depending on how it draws. Um, I don't think uh, J-Mac's expecting it to go there. He's expecting it to line up at, at Rose Hill. So it'll, it'll run well. Uh, Steel City, who knows what it would have done in the in the, the the Blue Diamond from that inside draw. Reggie, gate one, um, it, that may be a headache, but it's probably the other one that's the, the main influence. The horse down the bottom has trialed really well. It is invincible. I uh, just un- like look at the ride. A non-claiming apprentice. Like what the heck? You've got to try. And, you're trying to qualify for the slipper, and you've got a non-claiming apprentice on a horse having its debut in this race. Like what is going on? Does he ride all right, Zach? Zach Lloyd with three kilo claim. Yeah, and a Wednesday. Yeah. So who would you rather if you had to put a foot one on you? A jockey. R. King, Z. Lloyd. No, a jockey, no, I said. Fine. You didn't let you didn't listen to my answer. <laughs> uh, oh, there's plenty of options, but just not a non-claiming apprentice. I understand that he's they're loyal to he, – he rides a horse, but he's riding yearning as well. It's just a weird play, and I understand that he can ride light, but he's, like, really light too. So, like, it's just not – I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. There's got to be better options. Are you allowed to claim in the Melbourne Cup? It had to be a G up, didn't it? But anyway, we won't even touch on that one. Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand it. There's, there's obviously slim pickings to a certain degree, but th- this day not really. You've got some, you know, some lightweights come up from Melbourne, and there's definitely enough seniors to to find a, a jockey to put on this horse. And I just think it's a huge advantage to have an experienced rider, whether he's a talented apprentice or not. He doesn't have the experience of a 
a seasoned rider to ride a, you know, what looks a really talented two-year-old on debut in a race that's pivotal to its career potentially. 55 and a half kilos, so yeah, fair enough. All right, let's talk about the... What about what about number seven? Oh, hang on. I thought... It, Is that the gay thing? Oh, no. It trialled huge prior to the debut against introducing and Platinum Jubilee. Tukui Santuza. Really strong-looking thing, isn't it? And interesting to see Reggie jumped off it to ride Steel City. Um and Reggie sort of just, I think, it, you know, he saw the ride, he rode it upside down to a certain degree. He definitely had to put it out of its comfort zone the first half to sort of to put the race away. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it improve significantly. Yeah, it didn't look a leader, did it? No. Even off its trials, it sort of sat back and hit the line. I, I, I kind of agree. It kind of was ridden a bit upside down. Maybe it takes a sit and strong weight. Yeah, and a big field. There should be good enough pressure there. I don't think it could lead if it wanted to, to be honest. So I think um, they'll sort of have to ride it off speed regardless. Beautiful. Coolmore Classic Group 1, Cracker This, Ana Visto, but at MF, topping uh, the market here, $6, Ruthless Dame, $7, Apprentice, Dylan Gibbons, but it's 52 and a half, so that's the reason there. Hoping, well, and it's an 18-horse field, right? Just saying if you're awake. Hope in your heart, seven fifty Hinged, eight fifty Espiona, 9, Shizabelta, 12, Willy, Willy, Willy Pike. He's on that one. He's back. Yearning. Zach Lloyd, 52 kilos, $13. Dead as a doornail first start. Expat, 15. It's got Lloyd on it. Yes, again. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, it's another non-claiming apprentice. Well, 50, There's three of them in this race. 52 kilos. You have to use the light yeah, well, jockeys. You, you don't, don't have you? to. Hey, Who can you use? You can use anyone. You can use any jockey of the planet. Rachel? Yeah, she's there. Yeah. She's on Larkspur Run. If it wins, I'm going to jump through a TV. Keep going. Expat, 15. Torgini, $16. Mustang Valley, 20. Exolita, 21. Mirror Vision, 26. Purple Pay, 26. Pride of Jenny, Luxembourg Run, 40s. R King, Times Square, $41. More profits. Mm, they're all sort of out the gate. Let's have a look at a couple of replays. We're going to do three here. Surround Stakes. This is uh, Walty's Winks, Sunshine in Paris, pokes head through. Ruthless Dame. Conference Bell, very, very smart. Mm, Ruthless Dame here, three wide punching. Thought it was a good run. Had the temerity, as DK would say, to still be there at the end. You got Rosita back there in the uh, white sleeves with Fireburn. You got Revolutionary Mist doing a uh, left-hand turn there. So she's still through the middle. Line. Yep. Okay. So got your first up. That's Wolverine, isn't it? You got all sorts of horses. Yeah, it's just all these horses. You got She's a Belter flashing late down the outside. Here's Yearning out the back. Look at it in the Masara colours. Absolute pink cat dead. white hair pom pom is hope in your heart as well. Larkspur runs been in the one one popping out now and floating up like the winner like it always does. How did Tim get this horse to win? It just looked dead gone. It That's the best thing gone. about this horse. It never travels, but it never doesn't hit the line. Wow. Mm. I don't know if the, I don't think Yearning would have beat it with a bat. To be fair, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, like I'm really sure. Mm. Wouldn't have beat Mustang Valley was held up back along the fence there, and this is uh, Ana Visto making it all out in front. You got Exolita tailed off uh, way back, and uh, it hit the line nice. Which one's it? Coming into the frame now, picture now, zooming down the outside, off and gone. Also with Exolita, I thought this was the best I'd probably seen her parade that day. So. Um, if she holds that, she's probably going to run a good race. And I thought Ana Visto had a bit of improvement to come. So tough race to really work out what you want to do with all of them, isn't there? There's a bit of three-year-old form. Ana Visto's flying. I think Nash is a good rider for her. But she's um, she's had a few cracks in this sort of level, hasn't she? What about if she sits outside lead? If she if Expat, which mm, you expat would imagine is going to be that. ridden for speed. Mm. Yeah. Um, can Ana Visto sit outside it and how fast are they going to go? That's the that's probably my biggest issue. If, that, if those two sort of... 
because they are the designated leaders. Pride of Jenny, I doubt, fast enough, gate two, probably happy to take the sit behind expat. If they sort of controlled it, potentially. Well, there's a big chance that they're a, a touch of a query over a mile of 1,500, so they're well, going to try and put the like If they control, yeah. they're going to be in the finish, but if they declare each other on, it's a different race. Um, yeah, I, I would say with Pride of Jenny and Torrigine, like they were both slowly away last start. Mm. Their pattern in Melbourne is like Pride of Jenny, her best races are when she leads. Mm. So if she gets out of the barriers better, she's going to be right there. And Torrigine's the same. Like, like they'll probably have her going further back on the race in New South Wales, Matt, than probably mm. what they should, I would think, because they look at the last start and think, oh, she took a sit there. But, you know, her early days, she was a real sort of fierce going on pacer. And she, you sort of saw that through last preparation as well. So I reckon they're. They're pushing the agenda as well, which could set up for a very fast tempo. And you she's, hinged- ha- she's half ro- rogue, that Torgini. She's a pisser of oars. <laughs> hinge time. Was was hinge time square. What else? Oh, you got not in the race. Uh, Larkspur run. A lot of horses that want to sort of settle in the first half as well. So it, you would, if you had to bet on the tempo, it, it, you would have to expect a, a well and truly above, above, um, above benchmark sort of. Tempo. I thought I'm happy to stick with Hope in Your Heart and Mustang Valley out of that race. I, I, don't, I didn't like that race leading up, but I just think that they're uh, they both ran well in, in in that race, and I think they you know strong mile form. To Mustang Valley's got the two thousand meter form. Hope in Your Heart's just a real racehorse. You know, I, I just a very open race, but I thought that I just kept coming back to them, just expecting a really strong tempo and just something's going to get over the top. Mm. Ruthless Dame's the query runner. It was definitely the run of the race in the surround, but is that form putrid or not? We'll find out on Saturday. If, yeah, if she, if she can run a mile, I think uh, Ruthless Dame's the, the horse to beat. I wouldn't be worried about it running a mile off that last run. It's just a, just the depth of its, um, that filly's form. I'm not really sure what it is. It, it, it could all measure up on Saturday and you could get bloody five winners across Australia, isn't they? They've sort of all – they've gone everywhere from that, um, from that race. They've split, but uh, what price are these horses? I don't mind Tyler Schiller off, Dylan Gibbons on for a runner like this. She'll just get cuddle and then can just go bang. $26 Mustang Valley. Oh, it's been backed into 17. So I thought its run was very good up the fence there the other day. Yeah, I'm bored. I thought Mustang Valley was a good chance as well. Like you look at her form overseas, she finished second to La Creek. La Creek started at what, $1.80 favourite in the Maya Classic. Had to go. Um, Oh, didn't go too well, but I, I think it's just dropped off since then. But you know, you can tie that sort of form in that I think the New Zealand form is actually okay. Like a Livermore Classic win was huge. Um, and then you look at the run last start, she probably should have gone extremely close to winning. She drops in the weight 55 kilos now, and she's probably one of the best suited if they go quick. I think that'll be her advantage because she can run 2000. If it was wet, she'd be right in the game, but don't know where the rain's coming from. I haven't really looked to be honest, but gee, if you if you got the soft track or something, oh, she'd be a huge chance on that sort of condition. Hmm. And yearning? No. Not good enough? Just no. Nah. When's her last win? Like, she doesn't win yearning. Like, that's the problem with her. She's always unlucky, flashing light run. Like, I think Mustang Valley's a better horse at their best. Like, yearning's just a, you know, she's just always a little bit of a flashing light, but never getting the job done. Just a bridesmaid yearning. She's probably, a belt of, um, was a bit of a. Looks knock, like it's ready out. to go. It, it wouldn't surprise if if Willie just sort of lobbed three back the fence. He does a Willie pinch, pinch, bang. <laughs> it's um, it's got plenty of Willie about it. Out, it's, yeah. yeah, it could just poke its Willie straight through the middle. <laughs> oh, I thought- Mirror Vision's a good second up horse. That's that's when she's at her best. So I'd be looking for a bit of a spike from her. And she has the draw to improve, even though she was pretty plain first up. But it wouldn't surprise you. It's a dead set. Jeez, you wouldn't want to have your. You know, like if you the easy race for you probably got down to eight picks or something. 
Easy race. I think Ruthless Dame will start favourite. The big boys will just smash you. If it starts favourite. What will you do for me? No, I won't do anything. I'll just gap it until my arsehole bleeds because, <laughs> again, 52 and a half D Gibbons, it's just. That's grass. He's a good rider. He's a good rider, but it's just insanity. Hey? It's insanity. Like the experience in these races, how many how many non-claiming apprentices win group one races in non-claim? Like, it's just it doesn't happen very often. It's it's a very rare thing and for a reason. If you said, if you said, oh, well, who, which is the apprentice most likely to come out and win a group one? Well, surely Dylan Gibbons comes into the frame. None of them do. Oh, God. If, if it has to be an apprentice, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, he doesn't, he's not ridden in half of them. This is a race where you've got to ride the horse well. They've got to run mildly. It's, it's tempo related. It's not a gimme race. It's not like they're going to bowl along with Anavisto out in front uncontested or something, which, you know, you want a jockey in these races that's been around a long time and seen it all. Yeah, we have it. So, uh, lay, lay, lay. And lay. I am a dildo fan. I know you are. Mm, big dildo man. Hey? Mm. You'll end up with egg all over your face when Ruthless don't even see. There's a little prop. Egg. Egg on face. Won't be the first time. If you like it, back it with confidence. Don't worry about Watts. This jockey, he goes it all right. It can win. How can it start favourite? It will start favourite. Oh, it will start favourite. Racingwatch.com.au uh, for more of Johnny's stuff. Uh, it's Bob's- second favourite now. Well, you're going out on a limb. Well, not it's going to firm one place in the market. Well, you haven't even looked at the market. You did the race. I don't look at markets. <laughs> uh, we need to move the show along. Racing Watch, Telegram or Discord, racingwatch.com.au. You get all of Johnny's. Um, Insanity. Exactly. There's plenty of it this week. Donnie's best depot last week. Fall for Sydney needs much, 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 much further. But he's seen him well, Donnie. Hey, gents. Johnny's best. Won again last week. The best bet. Depot bolted in. Jesus ran some unbelievable sections. Possibly heading to the Rewani, so keep an eye on that horse. I think it's a really, really good one. This week, it's not very good betting at Eagle Farm. All the actions at Flemington and uh, Rose Hill, not much happening at Eagle Farm. I found a couple of bets, but not very keen, especially compared to the last couple of weeks. First one comes up in race two at Eagle Farm, number nine, Lovely Esteem at about $2.50. I think it just brings a bit better form lines than the other favourite, the Red Kite. It comes out of a bit stronger races from the wide gate or roll forward. Um, Sam call it a board. I think it's an okay bet and it's clearly favourite in my market. Uh, the other bet, race eight, number 14, Betcha the Crown. It's around $12. It was really good to start uh, last start in the maiden race. We're in really sharp time. It got dragged back from the wide gate. It was settled much closer here, around $12. It's an open race, but I think it's a fair chance. Not heaps keen. Rather be betting at the country and provincials this weekend. The two bets this weekend and at Eagle Farm, race two, number nine, Lady Esteem, and race eight, number 14, Betcha the Crown. Good luck. Outstanding. It looks, have what? you tied him up? What? I'd rather bet at the provincials, but he's tipped two in the city. What have you said? No more. Have yeah, you cast a syndicate oh. in there, mate. You're betting, you're getting lots of bets, lots of the tracks everywhere. We go everywhere for a winner. Town, anywhere. Doesn't matter. Top sports team. Race six, number four, Maracino, $807. Not a bad bet, this. I thought Emissary was the horse to beat there, clearly, but uh, he's on a Sydney Cup path. Is that the horse path. of the, the, the WA thing? Yep. It, it won the yeah. other day first up over uh, for like off 100 days or something, and it was the it was like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's him. Seven, is, there, is, there a one miss, is there a one missing? What's that? 71. Perth form. 871. He beat Steinem, who, who? beat Emissary first up, so his form ties in. Gifted the race. Last like, it was the worst race of all time, that thing it won the other day. Now it's got to travel. Oh, 
yeah, anyway, good luck. Flemington race seven, number six, Bella Nipatina. Gosh, no, I think we've all said no. No, couldn't have it. No. Race eight, number 11, Swiss Scandal, 850 at 460 against uh, Donny's, Donny's tip at odds there. No, no idea. No, not sure yet. Haven't got to that race. And then uh, race 10, number two, Claim the Crown, 500 at 11. Went like an absolute busted the other day. So unless they know something, I don't. Um, it, it's win the start before was okay, every possible. It uh, went horrendous the other day in a race where it was basically the worst run of the race. So I don't know. I, I doubt that it could improve enough. Chad for Annabelle. Good combo that one. All right, that's a that's a wrap from us. New market. Uh, we've got Black Opal on Sunday. We've got Adelaide Cup, Morfittville. So never been a better time to subscribe to one of our packages. Nico will be out there at Flemington, and uh, Nico's package is um, locked up, mate. He's not allowed to share it with anyone now that he's uh, in a relationship. He's, uh, in a relationship, no, basically, he's missing be wrapped. No good olfen yeah. doona. Yeah, after last week, she got lucky there. Hey. Yeah, the satin, Imagine the coming satin home and you have to jump into the blue Godolphin Duna. What if Tom Kitten wins? Ugh. What? Do you want to uh, double up? 16 take, to 1. I'll Come on. Again. Come on. <clears throat> I don't like laying $17 chances. Express to the poor house. That's you have $8 go. on it to win a Duna. Hey? Just bet it back. No, that's a baggy bet thing. I don't lay that sort of stuff. Oh. Good luck.